the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Just amazing. Just amazing. When I look around and I see what's happening, I'm just, uh, I'm flabbergasted. There is so much growth. There are so many things to do, so many things that need to be done. And you've got a, an economies, actually you have a, multiple economies around the world trying to race each other to get these things done and that's a good thing that's a really good thing i uh really fired up about it actually i think over the next 10 or 15 years people be pretty happy i know stocks valuations are pretty high right now except you know outside of the united states are not nearly as high because they haven't done those markets have not done nearly as well as the markets here have done over the past five and ten years at some point in time, that probably writes itself. So if you're holding on to some international stuff, I wouldn't worry too much about it. So one of these days, sooner or later, it should put in a big run and uh, could pay off for you, big time. But you know, having said that, I guess I should probably let everybody know here, I've been working on a couple of, of new models. They're uh, um, not really super sophisticated, one of them is just the semiconductor and healthcare. You've probably heard me talk about that a lot. Um, all the stocks that are in that particular model are in some of the other funds that we hold at Bullington Capital, and I think that's a kind of a, a good idea. I know it is. It's one of the reasons that the stock market's done so well. These two industry groups have been leaders in the overall markets, you know, large, medium, small cap markets in the United, in the United States over for the past I don't know, 10 or 15 years, um, going back a long time now, they are more volatile. And so, and here's why I'm, I'm spending time talking about that. Um, the first part of the show, I typically talk about economics. The second part, I'll talk about fixed indexed annuities. And the third part, I'll, I'll talk about individual stocks. So we're going to try to keep with that today. And instead of just basic ec economics, uh, we're going to go into how that affects financial markets over time specifically how are the healthcare and, and technology sectors how are they going to do in coming up over the next 10 years will, will they do as well as they have in the last 10 years 
you know, I doubt that. The last 10 years have been awesome. I mean, really awesome. But you never know. And right now, they're not overpriced. That's what really encourages me about this. They're, they're not overpriced. I've got a model that I cannot send out to the general public because the license that I have to the information, I'm not allowed to disperse it to the general public. But if you call or write, if I've talked to you on the phone, this that means that we have now started a relationship. And the relationship allows me then to send you this information and I can send you an email and you can see what I'm talking about. It's a big deal. And if somebody were offering me this, this free information, I would probably take it. <laughs> but you do have to call and I do have to speak with you personally because, again, I, I don't have a license to distribute the information to everyone. I, I literally have to have a relationship with uh, the people I give this information to. So it's not hard. I and mean, You don't have to have an account. That's not necessary. It would be nice if you were thinking about opening an account, and I can show you what I might be able to do for you. And this is one of the things that I do to try to differentiate myself from your traditional financial advisors. I love the stock market. I really do. It's challenging. Um, it's a lot like the opposite sex, actually. The, uh, you know, they do a lot of things that we men just don't understand. <laughs> and uh, it's always going to be that way. And it's always been that way. And guess what? Yeah, that's okay. You got You learn. <laughs> you learn to put up with some stuff. That that's what happens. And you've got to be that way with stocks. I'm telling you, financial markets. They are not going to behave the the exact way that you want them to. But if you figure out how to tolerate it, you can really benefit from it. Like the marriage, <laughs> if you figure out how to tolerate it. And, you know, sometimes that's hard to do. That's really hard to do. So I know everybody that's married out there is going, yep. So anyway, um, the best things in life are actually not free. <laughs> You're going to pay dearly for them. No, just kidding. But uh, with stocks, you have to put up with the fact that they're, they're not going to behave like you'd like them to. Now, you hear these stories about people who have made tons of money in stocks. Well, let me tell you something. They didn't make it overnight. They didn't make it in a short time period. Those people that made a lot of money in a short time period have a tendency to give it back. Okay. Normally, the, the big returns come after years of doing this. They come after a lot of fluctuation. Now, um, what gets hard about that, and by the way, I think that there are lots of opportunities in the stock market. And, and if you want, I will also send you, if you call me up, go to my website, say, listen, Bill was talking about portfolios, and I'd like to see copies of the portfolios that he was mentioning. Okay. And uh, that's all you got to do. Just put it in writing. And then I can, so and in that case, you don't even have to call. You don't even have to talk to me. But if you'd like to talk to me, that's fine. Yeah, and I can send you this stuff out. I just have to have some interaction uh, with you uh, about money to be able to send this information out and not get in trouble. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, I really like the, uh, the tools that we have today are, are just mind-boggling. Uh, the, the database I have to do all this stuff with, uh, all the research, 
let me take a look at this. So I'm looking at the open-end funds. Those are the funds that, uh, um, like traditional mutual funds. There are 24,796. Okay, 24,700. That's just mutual funds. Now, if you count offshore funds, those funds from all around the world, okay, there are 111,000. A lot of funds. But even the 24,796 funds is mind-boggling. Those are, again, that's just mutual funds. Let me go see. Uh, you got variable annuities, variable annuity subaccounts. Those are mutual funds, too. There are 224,000 of those. <laughs> 224,000 funds in variable annuities. That is crazy. Let's see, what is the uh, uh, exchange-traded funds? That's The exchange-traded funds are the babies of the group. They actually have more money than the other ones do. But the uh, it's 2,891 exchange-traded funds. Okay, you know, there are only about 3,000 stocks that are big enough for you to invest in. That for a fund to be allowed to invest in. So you've got a, about 31, 3,200 stocks that a fund would be allowed to invest in. And you've got tens of thousands of more than 50,000 funds looking at those same 3,000 stocks. <laughs> now, that does explain why stocks are so volatile. Okay, because these guys are, everybody's competitive. They're trying to beat everyone else except for the uh, exchange-traded funds. Those are basically, the vast majority of them are run by a mathematical formula. And that, that's what I like to do. Uh, when I'm picking stocks, I like to have a checklist. Does the stock meet all the criteria on my checklist? Is, do, do they have sales? Yes. Do they have profits? Yes. Uh, what kind of return are they earning on the money that's been invested in that company? Yeah, those are the types of things in the long run that are going to matter the most. So I look at the funds that, that have that criteria in them. And I like to try to focus on the top 20% in each of their categories. And if I can do that, that's basically how I search for the funds that I have in the portfolios. I'm looking for things that I think make sense. you got to have sales. Um, you've got to have earned pro or at least have some cash being generated. I don't like to invest in businesses that aren't generating any positive cash flow. You can generate cash before you're generating a profit, by the way. Most companies do, especially when they first come public. So anyway, uh, it's so much easier, by the way, today to find those criteria in a fund. You've only got a few thousand funds to look through, by the way. <laughs> One of the reasons I will uh, always have a business. The other reason is it's tough. Even the funds. I mean, the funds fluctuate like crazy the the funds in the semiconductor industry you should see how volatile they are and so those big returns that they put up over the years have come at a cost and the cost is they fluctuate more now and this is what's uh what you have to pay attention to when you start getting closer to retirement yeah everybody wants to make money we all want to make money we all want to make as much money as we possibly can okay but most of us can't afford to take a, the risk of the stocks dropping 50% or more in our retirement or when you're five years from retiring. I mean, who wants to do that? The S&P 500 dropped 
from March of 2000, March of 2003, you want to talk about Chinese water torture. That was three years, three years. And when it was all over, it was down a little over 50%. And then when it recovered in November of 2007, it turned and started going down again. And it went down 57%. So <laughs> by March of 2009, when you're down 57% from where, where you were in March of 2000, okay, that does not feel good. <laughs> you can't have that in your portfolio. Okay. And the um, reason I, you know, I never talk to clients like this. I, I never raise my voice. Um, I shouldn't say never. Yeah, but it's extremely rare. And uh, sometimes I just get a little carried away, I guess. But it, it's hard. I know a lot of people come in and they look at these funds and go, look, I want that return. Okay, I'll, let me show you how that return was achieved. And I don't have a problem with that, uh, with you shooting for a, a specific return. But I want you to know what the risk involved is. Because you can't do it without risk. My best performing account is, is the one that fluctuates the most. I, pr I promise you. The best performing account I have is the one that fluctuates the most. And uh, next time we get going to a seminar, I'm going to break out the, the details and the formulas that I've been using for that. In fact, Mike Seeger publishes the, the most popular one. I'm using that about 95% of the time on the uh, website, Look Out for the Bull. And it's all math. It's all math. And you try to get the emotions out of it. See, one of my one of the reasons you want to get the emotions out is because of what I was just saying. Stocks are so volatile that if you are highly emotional, you should probably not be doing individual stocks. You should probably, unless you 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 can learn, because I'm telling you, I I didn't have the mindset when I first started, and I believed everything a whole bunch of people said that wasn't true, and I learned the hard way. And experience, by the way, is a great teacher. I just wish it had been somebody else's experience I'd have been able to learn from instead of having to do it all myself because <laughs> that is rough. And by the way, if you're past the age of 40, you, your life expectancy is not long enough for you to learn everything you're going to need to learn. The um, What you could if, if you decided to devote yourself to it for maybe four or five years. And when I say four or five years, I'm not kidding. Go look at the book. Get Get the book. Uh, accounting for dummies okay that's where you begin when you're halfway through that book if you're not at least if you haven't fallen asleep at least four times it's, it's because you're not trying hard enough <laughs> just kidding but the uh, uh, it's boring I mean there's a lot of stuff and you have to know this stuff so that you know uh, if it ever comes up you'll know how to what to do you know and that's life in general these days I, mean, I am just flabbergasted just for just for kicks I signed up for this beginner course on taxes okay I got the book the book is 2,200 pages single space the a 10 point font you know what that means like the writings not that big and it's 2,200 pages for the beginner <laughs> uh, anyway you listen to Bill Bullington I'm right here on 1420 I'll be back after these messages
surprised i you know i i have to thank everybody out there listening today all three of you <laughs> oh that's a bad joke but the uh anyway maybe, maybe some <laughs> there may be more than three people listening but christmas day it's a big holiday huge holiday and i hope you have a good one hope you stay safe hope this next year coming up for you is going to be a good one and um i think there we've got an awful lot to be thankful for i mean when you think about it, it's things are really not that bad. And in some cases, they're they're really good. But uh, but if you're having a hard time, um, I feel bad for you. The, uh, it's the, uh, my heart goes out to you, and uh, just want to wish everybody a happy holiday season. Hope uh, everybody has a great upcoming new year. And we've got some things planned this year. It's uh, pretty um, pretty good. At my company, we're actually they've asked us to move across the street. The, the company that owns my building owns a bunch of buildings on the street that I'm on. They're all very nice. So we're going to be moving into new space. We're supposed to be there already, but so I, I have no idea when. I think it's supposed to be around March. But it's got a facility that will allow us to do some meetings there. I know there's an investment club, and uh, these guys listen pretty often because they like the individual stocks and. Um, We'll be able to, to do some meetings there, and they've got some other uh, spaces there that we can do some slightly larger meetings uh, and uh, just kind of hang out and have fun. It You know, one of the great things about financial markets today is that a lot of the tools are not that expensive anymore. I mean, I can't tell you how much money I used, I used to have to pay, which is really tough when you have three kids and you're trying to build a business that's expensive on its own and then you've got all these research and development costs it was tough and i wish i had had access to the tools that people have access to today uh, one of the best and i don't get paid for this stuff but uh morningstar i have a, a professional subscription to that's where i have those models uh, that uh, i was talking about earlier the healthcare and semiconductor in particular you could add this to what you're doing. You could just do this. You could just open an account and say, yeah, I just want to do that. That's going to be really aggressive. It's going to be, it's going to fluctuate more. But when you, uh, I think you'll be really happy with the results. When you take a look at sales growth, those are the two fastest growing industries on the planet. Okay, they're outgrowing everybody. So they should do better. Knock on wood. Okay, you're not allowed to, pronounce, you're not allowed to promise any of that stuff. If you, uh, and by the way, there's a, uh, there's a report that I can put together for you as well, that uh, if you wanted to give an idea of, of how much income your savings may generate in retirement, I can do that for you. And you don't even have to come in for that. You just call me, we'll have a phone conversation and I'll send it back to you. Yeah, it's, uh, I like it. it. This is a tool from BlackRock. BlackRock is the largest asset manager on the planet. And they're actually bigger than Fidelity and Vanguard. That's how it goes. BlackRock. Fidelity and Vanguard, uh, top three. And the report's called My Retire Report. Um, I'm so tired of, of listening to all these people talk about nonsense that, you know, just to fill up airtime. I know what that's like. I mean, to have to do that, but I, I really think you should try harder. <laughs> Get some more important items like 
how much can I spend without running out of money in retirement? You know, that would help. <laughs> you never see a headline that's that direct. In, uh, in fact, uh, yeah, this coming up year, that, that, that's one of my goals. Just be direct. That, that's how I like salespeople. A lot of people think salespeople like that are rude. I don't. Tell me what I'm buying. Tell me what I'm up against. Give me the good and the bad and, uh, and let, me, let me make a decision. You know, nothing's ever going to, hardly anything's ever going to be perfect. That almost never happens. But just give me the facts and let me decide. You know, I'll, I'll do it. So that's how I, that, that's how I am. If you want to figure out what you think your uh, expected income could be in retirement, no problem. That report, by the way, doesn't take me very long. It takes about 10 minutes at the most. Um, if you want to see the report on the, Semiconductor um, and uh, healthcare model, no problem. I even have a, uh, a model that's an alternative to the model. I, I built a model about five years ago that I really like. I use it often. I own it personally. And it was to comply with Department of Labor rules that came out at that time period. And we call it our DOL model. I really like that one too. It's got a, uh, it, it's actually more traditional. It's got large, medium, small, international, emerging market, it's got dividend-paying stocks. It has momentum stocks in it. Basically, if it's in there, I mean, if it's out there, it's in there. It's kind of like that old ragu commercial. It's in there. Yeah. So, but I will uh, provide that for you. Whatever you'd like to see, you know, and uh, try to get it back to you as quickly as I possibly can. And so I was going to um, let's see here. Yep, I'm going to. Hang on a second. Sorry about this. Okay, just to give an example, somebody that was 65 years old and has $500,000 to invest, the income that they're projecting through BlackRock, through their website anyway, is uh, on the low end, 22000 on the high end, 27000 That's what you could take out, and they figure if you follow a, if you're investing your portfolio uh, like in a 60-40 blend, that's approximately what you could take out. Would be, let's see, what is that per thousand? It's about 5,000 a month, I'm sorry, a year per 100,000. Now, when you invest that way, it's actually going to, it's going to fluctuate. It's going to fluctuate a lot, which is one of the reasons that we've also been looking at a, uh, a product from Nationwide, and it's called fixed index annuity. And there are other fixed index annuities out there. Actually, there are tons. There are thousands of them, and they've all got different criteria. I just happen to like this one, and the reason I like it is uh, I think they're all super complicated, by the way. But I think this one is one of the easier ones. And you can go to their website. I can send you the link if you want to request it. You can put your age in there when you think you might start to want to start drawing on your. Uh, assets, and uh, it'll give, it'll show you a chart. And I put in, I think I put in, yeah, this one was somebody who's going to be re full retirement age next year, wanted to uh, get some ideas as to what kind of income they could generate. So if you if they put $100,000 in 12 months from now, they'd be able to take out 5956 bucks. Okay, that's almost 6%. That's almost 6%. That's the guaranteed lifetime income. They would pay that out forever. Now, that is actually 
higher than the BlackRock recommended. The, the thing that we just talked about, um, how much, this is how much, so a traditional portfolio, this is how much you should take out. Now, I should tell you also that the traditional portfolio is a little bit lower because over time you're going to be expected to have to increase that. The fixed index products are a flat fixed rate, and no matter what happens in the market, it's, you know, they're going to pay you that until you die. Whatever's left, and by the way, this makes this a lot different than a lot of other annuities. Whatever's left in the investment account goes to your beneficiaries, does not go back to the insurance company. That's kind of a big deal. Another big deal is that they will guarantee that, let's say you started off with $100,000 and you turned the income on. You started taking out $5,900. You did that for, I don't know, three years. So you got nearly $18,000 out of them. The market crashed. If you were in the S&P 500, you'd be down 50%. Maybe your other investments did drop 50%. You uh, had a heart attack and you passed away. Well, the worst case scenario you, you do in this is that they would take the money that you've spent out of the account. They would take a look at the, the account value. If the account value is higher than what you started with mi minus what you spent, you're going to get that. You're going to get that account balance. If it's not, if it's lower than whatever you took out uh, minus what you've invested, then they will make that up to you. So let's say you took out $20,000, okay? And the account value is only 60000 because markets have done really, really poorly. That one probably wouldn't drop that much. That's a long story. But anyway, if it were below the amount that you started with minus what you took out, they will add to that, and that's what they would pay to your beneficiary. So that's kind of a big deal. And that really helps out for state planning purposes and all other kinds of stuff. And by the way, for every year that you're not taking it, the income that you could get will go up. They've got a schedule that they'll guarantee that that income will go up by. You can take a look at that online. And it's all tax deferred. So you're not getting 1099s on this stuff. And one of the, the, the only reason, actually, that I'm looking at this is because interest rates are so low. I don't mind a stock portfolio. I think stocks over the next 10, 15, 20 years are probably going to do extremely well. Extremely well. I think I know they'll beat fixed income because fixed income is near zero and, uh, and it's taxable <laughs> on top of that. Lovely. And uh, when interest rates go up, bond prices have a tendency to go down. So traditional bonds, I mean, unless you got to hold super short term stuff, the average maturity of the average bond in the portfolios that we're holding is about 16 months. That's the average maturity of the bonds in the portfolios. Are they there because, you know, am I getting a big rate of interest on it? No, not at all. But it keeps my whole portfolio from dropping 50% or more because that's not going to go down 50%. By the way, it will probably be down 10 at least, but it's not going to be down 50. So, and again, this is one of the reasons I'm talking about the fixed index products because you know what? They have guarantees. There are guarantees there. There's guarantees on the principal that you can get. There's guarantees on the income that you can get. And you just can't get them anywhere else, at least not right now. Now, that may change. I hope it does. But right now, for the foreseeable future, this is a very, very competitive product. And I think it's, I think it's a good one. I think it's a really good one. Are you kidding? 5956 bucks. You know what? 
$100,000 at 1% is 1000 bucks. So yeah, it's hard to find a 1% CD right now. But it's, and even if you did, it's 1000 bucks, And it's taxable. So after you paid your taxes on that, you get, what, like $800? So I don't know, $5,956 or, or 900 bucks. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's a, a, a tough comparison if you're looking at it from the standpoint of how much income can I produce. And they have uh, uh, penalties if you go above a certain dollar. I mean, you can take out like 7% a year, no penalty or anything like that. The uh, um, If you get sick, go into a nursing home, they'll waive the penalties on it. The penalties really aren't that bad anyway. When you think about it, if I had to pay the maximum penalty that comes out during the first two years of 9%, well, guess what? The stock market's up or down 10% every other month anyway. <laughs> so... The, uh, I don't even think that is all that bad, you know, but it, it's amazing how many people are like, oh, I don't want to pay a penalty. I'm like, it's, it's, it's 9%. And that's what it starts out at. And then it goes down each year and, uh, will be less than that. If you really needed the money, just pay the penalty. That's all there is to it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I got about a minute before I have to take a real quick commercial break. So I'm going to take this time to plug my website. Uh, if you hear anything that you want to talk about, you can always call me at my office. That's 330-664-0700. Or you can go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. There's a contact us page. If you'd like to talk about these things, you don't want me to send you links to websites, um, you want to request a specific report, I'll probably have to call you just to verify on that one. I just don't want to get in trouble for you know putting material out there that my license doesn't cover. So um, anyway, I would be glad, more than glad, to send you any of the material that you hear about that you have more questions on. I heard that music. That means I got to run. This is Bill Bullington. I'll be back after these messages. Hey, before I get to stocks, by the way, this is Bill Bullington. I'm here every Saturday morning from 11 to noon. And if you'd like to get in touch with me, just go to my website or you can call me 660 I'm sorry, it's 330 I have so many phone numbers in my head, I'm going crazy. 
the uh, 330-664-0700 or just go to bullingtoncapital.com. If you've heard anything that you've, you've listened to here that you want more information on, please feel free to reach out to me. I'll get back to you as quickly as I possibly can. And uh, so uh, incidentally, so if you wanted to see how far your income could go in retirement, if you're spending in retirement and you want to see what would be recommended by the world's largest asset manager, I've got software there that I can plug in and it only takes a few minutes and gives you a good idea of, of how much your income should be uh, or could be. And then if you're above the age of 40, looking to get ready for retirement, there's another piece of software there that uh, we can kind of uh, take a look at what you're doing now, project that out into the future, take your Social Security into account, and give you a pretty decent idea of what you could expect to have during retirement. So that those services are free. They're pretty easy, actually. I, I really like simple. You know, I, Occam's Razor. At, uh, the simplest solution is often the best. I find that to be true in a lot of stuff, especially when it's related to finance, and particularly personal finance. A lot of this is really complicated, and the complicated stuff most people don't really have to know, but unless you understood it, it would confuse you. So it, you generally end up learning a lot of the more complicated concepts just to, just so that you know what you don't have to pay attention to <laughs> that that is what is so rough about this industry i don't know if you've ever seen a dictionary of financial and accounting terms uh they're a couple inches thick yeah almost as bad as that book for the <laughs> for beginning tax preparers <laughs> but uh so anyway um let's see what we're going to talk about or so we talked about basically the economy in general fixed income we talked about looked at the uh, situation of somebody was 67. You know, you, you could put a hundred thousand bucks in there. You're going to get $5,956 for the rest of your life. When you, when you die, whatever money left goes to your beneficiary, not to the insurance company. Uh, they make a promise that you, your, you or your family cannot get back less than you've invested. That's a big deal. Um, if you're not taking it, it's tax deferred. The uh, people get confused by this though. They get confused. They think the, there's a thing called an, a minimum income benefit value and a guaranteed lifetime income. Uh, that benefit value is, is the number that they use to calculate the income. It's not the cash amount in the account. It's the number that they use to calculate the income that you're going to get. The, the investments are a separate issue altogether. And I think the, the guarantees are actually going to be higher than the investments will perform. That's one of the reasons I like this thing so much. So, um, again, if you have more questions on that, feel free to, to reach out. I do think that the uh, stock market still provides the best returns in the long run. One of the things that encourages me, so I've been doing running a, a certain portion of my money a certain way for an extremely long time period. And... Sometimes it does a whole lot better than the market, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, that's just kind of the way that works as well. But when you're looking at long-term results, it's pretty good. And if you were to, if you've got thick enough skin, and I'm going to tell you, there are a long time period. I think I have about 35% in cash in that account right now because I just haven't been able to find it. And there are some things that I I do want to do. Um, I just haven't gotten around to doing them yet because it's time of year it's really tough and it's actually cost me money because the uh some of the stocks have started to move up that i've been eyeballing so 
And uh, but anyway, we will start to talk. We'll talk about that in detail on future shows. It's a uh, um, it's all math. You know, if you're going to pick stocks, I think uh, you got to have a, a fairly decent handle on percentages, and, and that's really if you apply it the right way, it's about all you need. I know uh, Warren Buffett's very fond of of reading financial statements, learning all that he can know about an industry. He, he likes to stick to industries he feels like he knows very well, and uh, and then he takes it from there. He tries to find companies that have something about them that's going to give them long-term earning power. And whether it's a brand like Coca-Cola or whether it's a process like one of the steel companies that he owns, the symbol is escaping my mind right now. Don't get old, people. <laughs> But he held on to this company for, I don't know, more than a decade, and it was down a lot. You know, that, that, that's, see, value investors, I think, are tougher than trend followers. Um, those are the two basic types. Trend followers are also called momentum investors. Value investors call called a lot of things, especially when all their stocks are down. <laughs> Just kidding. But the uh, value investor goes in, tries to evaluate a business that he thinks is going to grow or she thinks is going to grow over time and is selling for less than what they think it's going to sell for someday in the future. And then they have a lot of patience. And that ain't me. <laughs> I am not patient with individual stocks. So my value stuff that I own is actually in a fund because I know I need that. A lot of those companies don't move nearly as fast in a downward direction. So it gives your account, your uh, portfolio more buoyancy when the market's correcting. Not a ton, but it does help. And uh, it can be really frustrating being a value investor, holding on to something for years before you see a profit in it. And uh, But if your math was good and, and if your insights were good, it can really pay off. Ask Warren Buffett. Um, I just don't like to do a whole lot of that myself. I used to, but uh, and I still have some. I mean, I, I do. I still have some of those stocks. I guess it's really hard to break old habits, but I keep them separated. I keep those stocks separated from the other ones uh, in my accounts. And that way I know when I'm looking at one account and the market's up a lot and it's not, it's probably the value-oriented one. <laughs> if I look at one and it's up a whole lot, I know that the market's probably up a lot. That's the momentum one. And we're going to talk a little bit about that on the uh uh, I was going to talk about it on today's show, but I'm pre-recording the show and it's running during the day, which is hilarious because those stocks are coming up on the scan because this day's not over yet. But anyway, I just fixed that. Uh, I just have to take the volume off of the scan. And like I said, I spent, I have spent a ton of money on this and first quarter this year sometime we are going to be able to get people together i can show you what this is uh it's called momentum investing or trend following there are a bunch of names for it but basically you're a longer term trader you're not going to day trade you're not going to try to compete with multi-billion dollar high frequency trading firms that is, that's idiotic you know you, you cannot compete there they just have too much money and they're too much faster than you are but you can you can hit them in their soft spot. When I was a kid growing up playing football, a bunch of my coaches used to say, "We're going to hit them where they ain't. We're going to we're going to 
send three or four guys over this side. We're going to fake the ball going that way, and we're going to give the ball to the guy on the other guy or throw it back to the, across the field and hit them where they ain't because when they start following us to that side, we're going to trick them. This is kind of um, like that. You're trying to think about where they're going to be, not where they are right now. And uh, actually, they've, they've shown signs of going in that direction. In, in the stock market's language, it would be going up. So if you want to make money relatively soon, shouldn't you buy stocks that are going up? Think about that. Yeah, everybody's heard buy low, sell high. No. Uh, even Peter Lynch said he thought that was dangerous. Uh, if you don't know who Peter Lynch is, it's because you're under the age of 50. <laughs> and uh, Peter Lynch, by the way, if you put $10,000 in his fund, 13 years later when, when he retired, it was 330000 That's that's a lot. <laughs> no, Warren Buffett didn't do that, by the way. And the amazing thing was he did it with a publicly uh, held mutual fund. And there are so many restrictions on that. That is mind-boggling that he was able to do that. Anyway, so I'm looking at it. I ran this scan. I took the uh, one of the criteria off of it. And actually, it's pretty interesting. I'll have to run it again later. I'll just go down through real quick. A lot of building... Uh, Companies in the building sector and construction have been coming up on these scans quite often. Uh, one Century Aluminum Company, I've probably gone on that multiple times over the years because it is a, uh, and it's really volatile, super volatile. Yeah, but the chart on it looks really good. And I am, this is a visual, you're trying to recognize patterns. And there's a pattern here. Uh, William O'Neill would probably call this a cup and a handle, but it's not the the handle is forming below the left side of the cup, which is fine. It actually just crossed above its 30-day average uh, one day ago. I'm sorry, the 30-day high one day ago. It's up again today, about 3.69, uh, 16 bucks a share. Uh, CN CENX is the symbol of it, and uh, I may take a shot at that one later on today. Yeah, let's see, Owen Financial, uh, there's another company, Wabash National Farm and Heavy Construction Equipment, um, there's a uh, uh, casino, which Bluegrass Vacation Holdings, I'm not sure where they are, I wonder, wonder where that is, anyway, Helen Brand, not sure, Mosaic, that's a uh, uh, old industrial company, there are a couple of REITs on there, and let's see, Farrell, Magna Semiconductor. Now, this one looks good. I will, I'm going to look into this because uh, this one just came up. I haven't seen this on a scan for eons. I mean, it, it, it's been on scans before, I don't know, probably 10 years ago. But this one looks pretty good. It ran up to about 28 bucks, comes down to about $17, starts channeling sideways, breaks below support. Now it's breaking above resistance. And it's a semiconductor company. Now, you know, I own that semiconductor model. It's got almost every semiconductor stock in the entire country in it. Actually, I think it does. But so I know semiconductors are hot. I know they're doing well. Um, I'm going to go back and look and to see what these guys do. But I'm going to buy this one. I'm going to actually, I'm going to call Gary and have him put this in my portfolio. So this is Thursday, people. So you're going to be listening to this on Christmas Day on Saturday. I may have already been stopped out of it by them, <laughs> so don't uh, don't put don't load up on this. But semiconductors have been doing well. 
the, the chart pattern looks really good. The price to sales ratio is only 1.3. The industry average is closer to five. So if you could buy something for a dollar sixty that normally sells for five, would you do it? If you could buy a hundred, uh, if you could buy a five hundred thousand dollar house for one hundred sixty thousand, would you do it? That's my point. And these are the things that coming up this year we're going to be talking about. We're going to be teaching. It, it doesn't really take a long time to go through these lists and pick stocks if you want, if you really have a passion for doing that. So and I know I've got a lot of listeners that do have that and have been kind of leaning on me to talk more about stocks, which is why I'm spending so much time on it today, because I'll, I'll do 15 minutes per show. 15 minutes is a long time, by the way. Go into your bathroom sometime and talk to yourself for 15 minutes into the mirror, because that's about what this is like. <laughs> So, uh, anyway, going on, let's see, Pharaoh, interesting. And today, you know, it's going to be pretty slow. Now, I think from through the end of the year, tomorrow will probably, you know, either crash or, or go up 10% <laughs> in a few days, just because I said that. Um, but let's see, Hyatt Hotels, oh, that, that's got a nice looking chart pattern. 3.3 um, price to sales ratio, not all that great especially for that particular industry. Now, here's one, Live Nation Entertainment, LYV. I think this is a uh, um, uh, venue for entertainers. Okay, and uh, my uh, uh, programmer who just uh, has his own company that goes out and does a lot of entertainment told me it was, what was it again? The... Uh, Okay, cool. The uh, So that's pretty cool. It's got a really nice chart pattern. I've seen this thing go all over the place. The, the price to sales ratio, and it's fairly high, but it's, um, yeah, if, if you put 5% in there and you, of your account value and you put a 10% initial stop on it, you're only risking a half of a percent. By the way, that's the secret. And uh, I, you want to keep your risk less than 1%. On that one, it would only be 5% because you put 5% in your portfolio and then you put a 10% initial stop and you're, that's a stop loss. That means if it drops 10% from your purchase price, you're going to try to get out of it. So that's roughly about at one half of 1%. It, that's not a lot to, to risk on a stock. And you got 5% of the money in there. So if it takes off, you're going to do well. If it doesn't take off, you won't get hurt that much. You know, in fact, it's negligible. That's the real secret, by the way. I just gave away the real secret to being successful and without charging you for it. <laughs> and uh, uh, you'll pay when you get in there anyway. Yeah, not me. It's just the, uh, the market itself. It, it, it takes a toll. It, it really does. But if you use the, what I just talked about, a 5% position, 10% initial stop, the maximum number of stocks you'd ever have would be 20 and you can set these stops up to execute automatically, which we will talk about next week as I hear the music. That means my show is over. Thanks for listening, everybody. Everybody have a great holiday season. Uh, this is Bill Bullington. I'll be back next Saturday morning. And uh, have a good week. Good luck. Good investing. You just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer.
If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.